What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Fellow Show. I am your host, the Fellow KGB. You can follow me on Twitter at the Fellow KGB. Uh, today is Wednesday, December fourth. It's almost seven o'clock. I'm going to be kind of just taking a lap around the NFL uh, upcoming game for week week fourteen. Uh, it's fantasy football playoffs, so it's a big deal, and we uh, we got to we got to make the right calls this week. So we've had thirteen weeks of gathering data to get us to this point. So hopefully. Your team is locked and loaded, and we're ready to, to move on to the final four weekend. So uh, I'm going to hop right into a screen share here. And we're going to go to thefellowship.com, thefantasyfellowship.com. And uh, we'll click into week 14 here. <clears throat> and uh, I'm, I've started adding this link to uh, practice reports via RotoWire. So this is a really good tool. Uh, you can filter by all, or otherwise, if you wanted to look for a specific team, you know, it tells you Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, everything that's going on. So then uh, Thursday night games, they will update, you know, Tuesday and Wednesday. So we kind of know what's going on here. Uh, but anyways, you can find that link on the main page there. And we got the Cowboys and the Bears, Thursday night football. Not the greatest game, you know. Uh, Cow Cowboys are kind of just treading water for the division lead in the NFC East. Um, and the Bears, I think they're six and six now. They're kind of still, still a decent team. We really don't know how good they are as an offense, but uh, Trubisky played well enough on Thanksgiving for us to maybe be interested in some of their fantasy assets. But uh, we'll start with the Cowboys. Dak Prescott, he's a fringe quarterback one this weekend. I think he's a top 15 quarterback for sure. So if you've been relying on him all season and you don't have a viable backup, go ahead and fire Dak up. Uh, I mean, David Blau threw for 280 yards and two touchdowns last weekend. He did throw a pick, but um, Dak could still throw for a couple touchdowns. He could even run one in. So I'm optimistic for him there. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott's still going to be an RB1. You're not going to bench Ezekiel Elliott even, you know, in the playoffs. So don't be, don't be stupid. Start Ezekiel Elliott. <clears throat> um, the receivers, Amari Cooper. Um, he's, to me, he, I mean, he was playing at a wide receiver one level early, early in the year, but he's kind of lost some steam. Uh, he played well enough last weekend, so he's just going to be an, a wide receiver two for us. Uh, Michael Gallup, I like Michael Gallup as a wide receiver three flex position. I think he had three for 60-some yards last weekend on Thanksgiving, and he also caught a touchdown that got called back. He was super close to making this awesome catch, but uh, just could barely get his second foot down. So uh, he hasn't scored in three weekends, so maybe Michael Gallup is due. Uh, I'm a Michael Gallup fan, so I'm starting Michael Gallup in a couple leagues. Uh, and then Randall Cobb here has been – he had a really good month of November. He kind of saw a steady downcline, uh, decline of, you know, stats. But I still like Randall Cobb as a, as a deep wide receiver three flex in PPR leagues especially. Um, Jason Witten did score last weekend, but I don't know if I trust him against this defense. He's still looking slow. But uh, he could be a nice PPR punt if you need help at tight end. So, uh, But overall, I think – I'm not really scared of the Bears' defense. You know, it's it's – a lot of name value, face value there, but uh, I think the Cowboys offense can move the ball, and they need to win, man. They need they need this game to keep ahead of the Eagles, so we'll see what they can do. Uh, on the Bears side of things, Mitchell Trubisky played well last weekend, um, throwing the ball to Allen Robinson and Anthony Miller, got David Montgomery involved and scored a touchdown. Um, so I like Trubisky as a, as a quarterback, too, just in super flex. I'm not going to throw him out there in QB1 leagues. But uh, I don't know, a little bit of optimism, optimism after last week's game. It was the Lions, but uh, Trubisky still has, you know, two touchdown upside. 
and uh, he, he's been he's been throwing the ball super well with Allen Robinson and Anthony Miller lately. So you're going to start Allen Robinson as your wide receiver three, and then Anthony Miller, he kind of I don't think he scored a touchdown all season, so it wouldn't surprise me if he scored uh, tomorrow night. So I like Miller as a wide receiver three uh, flex option, uh, especially in PPR leagues. Um, we're going to start David Montgomery as an RB2. He's still touchdown dependent, but uh, we saw last weekend he caught, a, he caught the game-winning touchdown. So maybe we see him catch a few more balls and, and kind of move his floor up in PPR league. So I like Monty. And then Tariq Cohen, of course, is a low-end wide or running back two in PPR leagues. Uh, pretty much a flex value. So uh, it should be a good back-and-forth game. Uh, I like the Cowboys' offense a little better than the Bears. Cowboys need it more, but... Uh, the Bears are still showing some good fight, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, we'll move on to the Sunday early games. The Panthers fired Ron Rivera, so I'm really curious to see how Norv Turner kind of – I mean, we really shouldn't expect the offense to change. I think Norv's going to be pretty much locked into what he's been doing all season, so no reason to change anything. You're still going to get Christian McCaffrey, tons of volume. You're going to throw the ball to DJ Moore 10-plus times. Um, so I like those two guys for sure. Kyle Allen, it's the Falcons' defense, so Kyle Allen's still worth the low-end QB2 spot in Superflex leagues. Uh, but we've seen a little bit of frustrating usage from Curtis Samuel the last few weeks. Uh, I'm sure you've seen on Twitter the montage of Curtis Samuel just getting, like, terrible pass after terrible pass from Kyle Allen. So um, I got Curtis Samuel there as a wide receiver three, but he's more of a flex. I don't really, know, I don't really feel confident on him, especially going into the playoffs, but it is the Falcons. And uh, we'll see what happens there. So I'm a little iffy on Samuel. Uh, Greg Olson was knocked out with a concussion last weekend. So Ian Thomas took his place. Uh, Ian Thomas, he had a strong finish to his uh, rookie season last year. So I, I don't know if, <clears throat> if Greg Olson gets ruled out. Can you really trust Ian Thomas to just throw him out there? But um, he might be worth a, a, a stream as a tight end one. He'll probably be a D, in a couple DFS lineups of mine. But uh, so, yeah, I don't know. This offense isn't going to change now that Rivera's gone. He was more defensive-oriented anyways. So expect McCaffrey and DJ Moore to get theirs, and then maybe Kyle Allen can uh, hook up with Curtis Samuel a little bit there. Um, Matt Ryan, um, he's a fringe quarterback one. I got him listed as a QB one. Um, but this really depends on if Julio plays. He's questionable right now, but I think he's going to give it a go. Uh, they said he could have played last weekend if it was a Sunday game. So Julio should be in. Um, so we're going to just assume that. If he's not, make sure he's, you know, you get him on your lineups. But anyways, the Carolina Panthers just got torched on the ground uh, by Darius Geis and Adrian Peterson uh, in the Redskins game last weekend. So I really like Devonta Freeman here. He's got a safe PPR floor. He could end up being a, a running back one. So I should probably add a little plus sign there. So make sure you get Devonta in your lineup. You're starting Calvin Ridley. Uh, it sounds like Austin Hooper's going to try to play this weekend. So if he's going to play, get him in your lineup. He, you know, he kind of, you know, was your your beast all season long, and uh, arguably, I think he was the number one tight end all season long up until his injury. So I love Hooper if he gets the the green light to play. And then I got Russell Gage down there as a flex. Um, that's more so if Julio Jones is out. If Julio's out, I, I might plug in Gage as a wide receiver three in PPR leagues. He scored a touchdown last weekend, and I think he's he's gotten like plus 15 points in PPR leagues the last two weeks, so Gage is kind of coming on. But uh, overall, this is a nothing kind of game. No playoff hopes for either of these teams. So, uh, yeah, we'll see what, uh, what 
kind of fantasy goodness they can cook up. Uh, this is a really good early game here that we got. We got the Ravens at the Bills. You're starting Lamar Jackson, of course. You're starting Mark Ingram as your RB2. You're going to roll out Mark Andrews as your tight end one. The really biggest question with this offense is do you start Marquise Brown? Um, he's just got he's just wide receiver three flex. He does have he does carry some boom bust risk. But um if you're a playoff team and he helped get you there and you don't have a better option or you want to take like a like a, I guess a, a alternative would be like if you're a Marquise Brown owner and you got a guy like Cole Beasley or Randall Cobb, do you do you just take the safe PPR points this weekend? I'd I'd think about it. So um, I would expect Marquise Brown to be going against Tredavious White, the best cornerback for the Bills. So maybe it's a big Mark Andrews day, Pepper and some Willie Sneed targets. <clears throat> we'll see how that goes. But uh, the Ravens defense has been playing well. I don't know if they can force some Josh Allen turnovers and see how that goes. Um, but overall, this Ravens offense really hasn't changed. It's kind of like the Bills offense. It's kind of just a really simple dumbed-down offense where you're going to start Josh Allen as your fringe QB1. He's amazing as a quarterback, too, in super flex leagues. Um, we saw Raheem Mostert tear up this Ravens rush defense last weekend, so Devin Singletary's going to remain as a low-end RB2 value. Um, and then John Brown, he's going to be matched up probably against uh, Marcus Peters, I would imagine. Uh, who knows, maybe they trade him off a little bit. But So I'm a little less optimistic about John Brown, even though he's been playing fantastic this year. Um, maybe it's a Cole Beasley game um, after his big game against his old team Dallas. I like Cole Beasley as a as a PPR flex at least. Um, but yeah, overall, there's really not a lot of fantasy um, opportunity in this league or this game. Besides, you know, it's a funnel. These are funnel offenses, so it all goes through Lamar. It all goes through Josh Allen, and then the running backs are pretty solid RB twos. Um, so enjoy this game. Uh, the Bills, man, they can make a statement if they shut down Lamar Jackson and they and they take this win. That could be a, a fun uh, storyline there. So we'll see what happens, but I'm excited about that game. Not as excited about the Bengals and Browns, um, but <clears throat> Andy Dalton came back last weekend and got the Bengals their first win, so that was good to see. Um, Andy Dalton threw for 250-something yards, maybe 240, and a touchdown. He actually had another touchdown that – should have happened, but C.J. Uzama just dropped it. So Dalton could have been, you know, flirting with a 20-point day, which is usable as a QB2 in Superflex leagues. Um, I, I got this other tab here pulled up where I was going to show some stats, but uh, we take a look here at yards against passing-wise. The Cleveland Browns are actually one of the better teams, you know, sixth in the league in passing yards per game at 213. Um there's still maybe a top 10 defense in sacks wise. So maybe, maybe Andy Dalton isn't the greatest quarterback to this weekend, but I like the momentum the Bengals are coming in with the Browns, you know, they're kind of just beating themselves. Um, and then of course you got Joe Mixon, RB2. That's fine. He's been that all season. Uh, Tyler Boyd perked up last weekend. He'll, he'll be a wide receiver too in PPR leagues. Uh, but the big news here is John Ross gets back to the offense. And uh, they've held him out for so long, activated him off IR. And uh, I believe that they wouldn't, like, push him out there unless he was 100%. So if you were able to pick up John Ross <clears throat> off the waivers this weekend, he's definitely worth a PPR start, uh, even a standard league start, because it only takes one play for him to make your day. <clears throat> and as we saw in weeks one and two, he just lit it up.
I think <clears throat> the most impressive thing about uh, John Ross's first couple weeks was week two, he played against uh, <clears throat> the 49ers and he went four for like over 100 yards and a touchdown. So Ross can beat anybody, which is kind of why I like Andy Dalton. I mean, just a couple deep shots and that's all it needs. Um, and then because of the defense is going to be focusing on Mixon, Boyd, and Ross, Auden Tate is worth a PPR flex wide receiver three spot. He's played really well with Andy Dalton before he was benched. And uh, so I, I think Dalton's got three usable receivers this weekend, which is kind of crazy. I kind of like the Bengals offense here. Um, so we'll see if they can, if they can steal one on the road against division rival uh, Baker Mayfield uh, quarterback two plus he'll be, he'll be a top 15 option this weekend. Uh, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt are both RB twos for me. And then, uh, Odell Beckham, wide receiver one slash two, whatever you need. And then Jarvis Landry has been awesome this year. So he's a, he's a solid wide receiver too. You can, you can play him as a wide receiver too, but uh, he's kind of got the wide receiver three price tag. So that's kind of nice. We'll see if David Njoku can play this weekend. We're not going to start him, but he does play uh, Arizona Cardinals next weekend, next weekend. So if he's available and you want to hedge a little bit and you got the, the, the bench depth to do it, uh, I picked up Njoku to, to use him next weekend if things go well. Uh, against the Bengals so I don't know this one could be some good fantasy points in this one with Baker uh, dealing the ball and, and Andy Dalton trying to keep up and spoil just spoil the Brown season and the Bengals potential first overall pick so should be a fun game for fantasy uh, Redskins at Packers it's not going to be the best game but there should be fantasy points on the Packers side of things uh, Darius Geis looked great last weekend. He's an RB2. Uh, Adrian Peterson's more of like a low-end RB2 slash flex. Um, but I think this is going to get to a point where the Packers have a one or two touchdown lead and the Redskins are forced to kind of air it out a little bit. So that means I like Terry McLaurin and Calvin Harmon. Calvin Harmon's actually been coming on the last few weekends and might even be safer of a play than... Terry McLaurin so both those rookies are super dicey like wide receiver three flex plays in PPR leagues but they could come through the Packers defense has you know kind of been uh, bend but don't break they haven't really given up touchdowns but um, they give up a lot of yards so this will make Dwayne Haskins he's a toss-up for me I don't know if I want to trust him uh, against the Packers you know he's in Green Bay uh, that pass rush could, you know, could disrupt some things, and we could see a few turnovers from the rookie quarterback here, uh, like the Packers took advantage of Daniel Jones last weekend. So, not excited about the Redskins. I would avoid them if I can um, completely. Uh, Packers side of things, Aaron Rodgers is a quarterback one. I have Aaron Jones as an RB one and Jamal Williams as an RB two. Really, they're both kind of uh, RB twos in their own way. Whereas Aaron Jones is. He feels like an RB2, but he's got RB1 upside. And Jamal Williams is, is kind of a safe PPR RB2 because he's so involved in the passing game. And uh, both guys have potential to get touchdowns uh, near the red zone, especially if this game you know gets out of hand and they're running the ball a lot in the fourth quarter. Um, Devontae Adams is going to eat. And then Alan Lazard here uh, as your wide receiver three. Three catches, 103 yards, and a touchdown last weekend. Uh, as a Packer fan, I want to see more Lazard down the stretch to see if we can kind of help, uh, help Devante, uh, just help him out in the passing game. MVS and Geronimo Allison haven't really stepped up. Jimmy Graham's been Jimmy Graham. So, um, but anyways, Packers offense is going to roll through Rogers and the running backs and Devante, of course. So, uh, start your Packers, uh, Lions and Vikings. Ugh. 
Vikings are coming off a loss. They really need this win at home. I don't see the Lions having much success. It'll be David Blau's second start. But, uh, yeah, the Vikings defense should be able to have their way with this quarterback. Uh, Kenny Galladay and, and Marvin Jones are both wide receiver three flexes for me. Uh, I don't feel great about it, but it was nice to see David Blau have, you know, touchdowns to both of them last week and to get them involved. And, you know, so there's – I'm optimistic that they can have their floor games of, you know, six to ten points. And we'll see what happens. Uh, Vikings got – Xavier Rhodes got lit up on uh, on Monday night football against the Seahawks. So we'll see if David Blau can take advantage of them. I'm not going to start David Blau even in a two QB super flex league. I just don't trust it. Uh, I got Bo Scarborough down here as a low end. He's a potential low end RB2, but he's more of a flex. He'll probably get – he doesn't get any passes. He doesn't get any targets. So nothing in PPR leagues. He's more of like a five – 50 to 60 yards is what you're hoping for in a touchdown. So maybe that does happen, but it's still a little bit dicey. So I would rather not trust any Detroit Lions this weekend. Uh, Kirk Cousins, though, he'll be a quarterback one, uh, more of a quarterback two in super flex leagues, but he's got QB one upside this weekend against this Lions defense. Dalvin Cook's expected to play. I don't really know if he's going to get a full workload. I would expect Alexander Madison to get about 10 to 12 touches and then maybe Cook to get about 12 to 15. So you're probably looking at like a 40-60 split in favor of Cook. Um, so if you got Cook, you still got to start him. I think even you just got to lower your expectations. So I got him as an RB2 here. Uh, Stephon Diggs, wide receiver two with upside. And if Adam Thielen can't go, well, let's take a look here. And what did Adam Thielen do today in practice? So we're going to the practice reports via RotoWire. Adam Thielen did not practice with a hamstring. Um, so let's just, let's just assume Adam Thielen's out. That means Kyle Rudolph might have some value as a tight end one streamer. I'm going to start Alexander Madison. Plug him in as your RB2 if you really need the help there. Otherwise, try to get him in as your flex. He looked great on screen passes from Kirk Cousins last week. Uh, I think he caught all four of his targets and moved the ball pretty well. Madison's a good running back, guys. Um, so I think we're going to see him kind of emerge here down the stretch as – he kind of reminds me of like a Jamal Williams where you have the Dalvin Cook, Aaron Jones, you know, that's the main guy. But Madison and Jamal Williams both have exceptional skills as pass catching backs and should be involved in the passing game. So I like him, in, especially in PPR leagues. I think he's an RB2 flex. So go ahead and start the Vikings defense. And, uh, yeah, enjoy uh, the Kirk Cousins-Stefan Diggs connection, and we'll see what happens with those running backs. Uh, we have another fantastic game here. At noon, 49ers at the Saints. Um, I'm, this one feels like a defensive struggle bus. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo is a quarterback, too, but he feels like a low-end quarterback, too, to me. Uh, George Kittle, we're still going to start George Kittle as our tight end one, but I don't really have anyone that I feel comfortable starting on this 49ers offense besides Kittle. Um, Emmanuel Sanders and Debo Samuel. Uh, Samuel's been fantastic lately, but it could be either guy, you know, depending on – just how the, the game script or who's covering who kind of goes. So both guys are kind of flexes in PPR leagues. If I had to choose one, I would start Debo. I just like his his speed and his elusiveness to get open and make feel, uh, make make plays after the catch. So, um, And then you got Raheem Mostert, Tevin Coleman, and Matt Burrito. What do we do with this mess? Uh, Mostert took over the lead role last weekend, and we I don't really know if we can trust Kyle Shanahan to um, to start – Tevin Coleman anymore um 
even in PPR leagues, it was just kind of a crazy game. Mostert got all the volume and he got the touchdown and Mostert looked amazing last weekend. So if you were able to pick up Mostert off the waiver wire, he's a low end RB two flex, but this Saints defense isn't nothing. It's not anything that I want to test, especially during the first weekend of the fantasy playoffs. So I might look elsewhere. Um, I really don't, I don't know if I would advise comfortably starting Mostert, Coleman or Brita just because of this good Saints defense and just the nature of they have a huge uh, timeshare going here at running back. So I'm super iffy on all my 49ers besides Kittle. I don't even really like Jimmy Garoppolo this weekend. So, uh, but then you have the Saints too. This 49ers defense is amazing. Um, only allowing 134.3 yards per game. They are second in the NFL in sacks with 45. Somehow Carolina's number one. What the hell? Um, and then if we look at rushing per game, that's where you can kind of get the Niners. So 116.7 yards. So I'm not really expecting Drew Brees to have an amazing game. I still think Thomas is going to get his. You're, gonna, you're not going to bench Michael Thomas this weekend. So Thomas is good, but Drew Brees, dial it back. He's just a quarterback too in Superflex leagues. Um, but I love Alvin Kamara this weekend. Hopefully they get him going. Um, but again, I've lowered my expectations on Alvin Kamara listing him as an RB2 with RB1 upside. And then uh, Jared Cook might be uh, a safety blanket again in the red zone for, for Breeze. So I like Jared Cook. If, he, if you've been starting him, continue to do so. Um, I'm probably going to start the Saints defense against this 49ers team. Uh, I don't really – this game's in New Orleans, and the Saints need it to, to keep up with Seattle for the number one seed. So – um, and then I guess Latavius Murray also comes into play. I'm probably going to leave Latavius on the bench, but I could see him getting some kind of touchdown. But I don't know, man. This 49ers Saints game, it's probably going to be some really exciting, like tough football, but I don't really trust it for fantasy football this weekend. So um, if you have, I don't know, if you have any other takes on this, let me know. I, I'm super iffy on this whole game because it's just hard to predict. You know, you know Thomas is going to get his touches, and you know Kamara's going to get his. Uh, but even Jared Cook feels dicey. George Kittle even feels dicey. Like, I just don't know what to expect from the 49ers offense. So um, enjoy the game, though, and uh, hopefully you get what you need. Uh, Dolphins and Jets, oh, my God. All right. So the Dolphins got their win last weekend against Philly. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick has been amazing the last couple of weeks. He's a quarterback, too, in super flex leagues. Um, a little bit of a revenge game, revenge game going against the Jets. Devontae Parker smashed last weekend. He's in everyone's lineups this week. Uh, don't you dare leave him on the bench. And then Mike Jasicki is entering our tight end one streaming services this week uh, after catching a touchdown last weekend. I think it's his second touchdown in the last two games. So he's got on a little hot streak there. Kalen Balage is on IR, which means Patrick Laird is the primary running back. I don't know if they're going to be able to run the ball successfully against the Jets. They have a pretty good rush defense, as you see here. Numero uno, uh, 73 or 75 yards per game. They have allowed 11 rushing touchdowns, so that's kind of weird. But, um, but yeah, I don't really want to whip out Patrick Laird to get rushing stats. Uh, if you're going to whip out Patrick Laird, you're hoping for four or five catches and like 50 yards and a touchdown or something. So Laird really only has value in PPR leagues. And um, if, you, if you need to do the dirty deed, you can 
get a floor of eight to 10 points, I think, based on, you know, PPR volume. And uh, there's a good potential for, I would say there's like a 50% chance Laird scores, whether it's a goal line plunge or some kind of little screen that he takes in. So uh, I like the Dolphins' momentum. I like the Dolphins' offense, but it's pretty simple. Don't mess with any other guys besides the ones listed there. The the Jets, man. Uh, super hard to trust the Jets not named Le'Veon Bell this weekend, although Robbie Anderson kind of came on strong last weekend. I might elevate Robbie Anderson to a wide receiver three in my lineups this weekend. It is the Dolphins' defense, so anything can happen. But just the way this offense played last weekend, I'd be nervous to start uh, Sam Darnold as my quarterback too in super flex league. So you're not starting him in QB one leagues and just think about it in QB two leagues. I might Darnold would be in the boat of like Andy Dalton, even Eli Manning this week. Like I just, uh, it's hard to trust these guys, but um, the potential is there to have a good game. So I'm starting Le'Veon Bell, of course, probably going to start Robbie Anderson as my wide receiver three. And I kind of like Jamison Crowder in PPR leagues, but that'd be it. Um, Ryan Griffin's a toss-up if you need tight end help I might prefer a couple like I would take Mike Jasicki over Ryan Griffin just because I'm more confident in Ryan Fitzpatrick to not like just like shit the bed basically Um, so I don't know Dolphins Jets it's going to be a a really not a fun game but there could be some fantasy points so uh, we'll see if the Dolphins can uh, can string another win here together Uh, the Colts at the Buccaneers. Let me scroll down a little bit here. All right, Jacoby Brissett. Um, no t- it doesn't sound like T.Y. Hilton's going to be back this season. He's, you know, having having setbacks from that calf injury. So he's Jacoby's just a QB2 for me. Uh, I got a plus sign there, so I kind of like his matchup against Tampa Bay. But uh, this Tampa Bay defense destroyed Jacksonville last weekend, so I'm thinking there might be some momentum here for this defense and getting to the quarterback. Um, so a little bit of, I mean, the matchup looks good, but just QB two for Brissett, uh, Marlon Mack, I think is going to play this weekend. Let's see what he did today in practice. Again, it's Wednesday. So check back these injury reports. He put in a limited practice with that hand. Um, so just continue to check in that stuff, uh, that practice reports the rest of the week. Um, if he plays Bucks still have, I mean, you look at this Tampa Bay, uh, rushing yards per game, Tampa Bay second. Who would have thought the Jets and the Bucks would be the top two rush defense teams? And then you got some really crazy teams back here. Um, but anyways, not as excited to start Marlon Mack this weekend. If he plays, I think you – if he plays, I think you're going to roll him out as your RB2, but only if you have nobody else that you can start. Like, I might even start Patrick Laird over Marlon Mack in a PPR league. I might start – um, maybe Raheem Mostert. Uh, I don't know. I'm kind of putting Marlon Mack like in the Bo Scarborough tier where five to six point four and you hope for a touchdown. Um, Jack Doyle lit it up last weekend. He's probably the best receiver play with Hilton out. So start Jack Doyle as your tight end one. Hopefully um, if he's available on the waiver wire, go get him. But for sure in PPR leagues, Doyle is going to be great. And then because Hilton's going to be out, I like Naheem Hines. They might just work Marlon Mack back in. Um, so Hines will still be useful as a pass catcher. Um, but it's a, that's a tough start, Naheem Hines. I don't know if – I'm probably going to move him out of the flex spot now that Mack's back. But 
just there's potential there for him to catch some passes. And then Zach Pascal went over 100 yards last weekend. Um, if you need to start somebody and he's available, I could, you know, if you if you're looking at John Ross or Auden Tate or Zach Pascal, I could see Pascal being the guy here that Brissett uses to move the chains. Um, so I don't know, a little bit of buzz going in this passing game against the Bucks defense here, but um, again, it's really this offense is kind of hard to trust. Um, Pascal put up a zero a couple of weeks ago. Jack Doyle just came, he's coming off his best game of the year. So it's really hard to expect that again. Maybe there's a dud kind of coming up, but um, I don't know. Overall, the Colts kind of feel hard to trust, but I like Brissett as a QB two. Uh, Jameis Winston, quarterback one. Uh, you're starting Evans, you're starting Godwin, and I think you're going to start OJ Howard this weekend, guys. Uh, what did he catch? Like five for 50 or five for 60 last weekend? So 10 point, 11 point in PPR. Um, He's still like a streaming option. I'm not going to say start OJ Howard kind of thing, but um, I'm open to Howard catching a touchdown or maybe, you know, building some momentum here. So I like Tampa Bay's offense matching up against this defense. I don't really know which running back to trust. Peyton Barber was a beast last weekend. And uh, Coach Arian said that uh, Barber got, you know, the heavy workload because Ronald Jones failed to pick up a blitz early in the game. And, if you can't pick up blitzes, you're not going to play. So maybe Peyton Barber is the guy here. He's, he's a more sound pass protector, and Barber has shown good ability in the passing game. He's a good runner. So if you need help and Peyton Barber's kicking around the waiver wire, maybe that's your that's your guy that can help you get to the next round. So, um, But overall, like these, these teams are both hard to trust. It's in Tampa Bay. I mean, the Colts do need a win to keep up with the playoff race, but it kind of feels like they're losing steam now that T.Y.'s out. So I think I'm going to lean the Bucks here, get Evans and Godwin in your lineup and enjoy that one. Um, uh, okay, Broncos and Texans. Uh, Drew Locke is he's kind of a dicey quarterback to play. I think I would prefer a guy like Andy Dalton if he's available or Eli Manning. Um, although he played well last weekend. You know, he threw the ball really well to Cortland Sutton, who I think is a wide receiver too. So I'm optimistic Drew Locke can make some things happen and score a touchdown or two. Um, you're going to start Philip Lindsay as your RB2, Cortland Sutton as your wide receiver two, and then we really can't trust Royce Freeman or Noah Fant here. So uh, because there's just not a lot of punch in this offense, it's, it's either Lindsay or Sutton that's going to get the ball. Um, I think the Texans' defense might have Locke's number. Uh, they got some stuff on tape, so they should be prepared for Drew Locke. So I'm, make sure you're starting Texans' defense this weekend. That's, to me, that's like the best play of this game. Uh, I just think Drew Locke might – Drew Locke could throw two touchdowns of Cortland Sutton or he could throw three picks. So who really knows how it's going to go. I just uh, – um, I'm even nervous about Philip Lindsay because this game could get out of hand the way Deshaun Watson's playing. So Cortland Sutton's easily the best Bronco play here. Lindsay was a, is a fringe RB2, and uh, I don't know if I would start Drew Locke, but – uh, there's potential there for a good game, so I'm open to seeing some good things. But uh, let's look at Deshaun Watson. He's your, in your lineup as your QB1. I think Duke Johnson has been playing fantastic lately, and I think he's a PPR RB2. So make sure you get Duke in your lineup, at least as a flex. Uh, I think he's, his role is going to continue to kind of buzz and grow. So I like Duke. I like DeAndre Hopkins, of course. I like Will Fuller as a wide receiver three. 
And then because of the potential for the Texans to have a really good game script, I like Carlos Hyde maybe to get a goal line touchdown or get up to 15 carries. Uh, starting the Texans defense and Kenny Stills is a dice roll. Probably not going to trust him this weekend, but um, I'm expecting the Texans to handle this one pretty easily. Rookie quarterback on the road. Texans just beat the Patriots. It's it's not looking good for the Broncos. So uh, start your Texans. And we're on to the afternoon games. We'll start with the Chargers at the Jaguars. Charger, Chargers, man, they, they're 4-8, and eight, not looking good right now. Uh, Phillip Rivers is just a quarterback, too, in Superflex Leagues. But uh, because of the Jaguars are playing, like, absolute crap lately, I like Melvin Gordon and Austin Eckler. So they're in our lineups. Keenan Allen's in our lineups. Hunter Henry's in our lineup. And Mike Williams might be on the fence. I have him listed as a flex. But just because I don't like the way Phillip Rivers has been playing and I like the matchups for the running backs this week, and I understand if you want to bench Mike Williams. But I still think Mike Williams is yet to score a touchdown, so it feels like like I keep going back to the well with him on DFS because it's going to happen eventually. But uh, So, yeah, Chargers, Rivers is hard to trust, but, I mean, you're going to play Gordon, you're going to play Ackler, you're going to play Allen, and, of course, Hunter Henry. So we'll see how it goes. Jaguars' defense is not good right now, so let's take advantage of them. Phillip, let's see what happens. Uh, Nick Foles has been benched. Gardner Minshew, quarterback two in Superflex Leagues. You're going to start Leonard Fournette. Are you going to start DJ Chark? He's been kind of disappointing the last month. Um, he was playing at a wide receiver one level for most of the season, but he's been kind of steady, steadily declining, and I think he's just a wide receiver three now. If you're looking in PPR leagues, I might prefer the safety net of Westbrook's, uh, D.D. Westbrook's six to ten point floor. Um, so to me, I think I'm ranking D.D. Westbrook a little higher than D.J. Chark in my rankings. Um, so. I think I'm starting Westbrook for sure in PPR leagues. DJ Chark is a fringe uh, guy. He's more of like a flex for me this weekend. But if he got you there and uh, you like the new move back to Gardner Minshew, go ahead and start Chark. I think both guys can have a good good game. Uh, we're not starting the defense. Uh, I, I still like Chris Conley. I'm holding him on a couple benches, but I'm not going to start him. He's got like an 8 to 10 point floor in PPR leagues, but – uh, we'll see what Minshew can do here. Overall, this is this, none of these teams are making the playoffs, so it's kind of like a, a pride game here. So I'm gonna I'm gonna expect to see the best of Philip Rivers, and we're gonna see the best of Gardner Minshew. So I'm I'm hoping for a good fantasy day, and uh, we'll see if both these teams can kind of just I don't know finish strong. You know, this is about pride here. You don't want to you know whimper away the 2019 season. So we'll see what these guys are made of here. Um. Titans at the Raiders. Raiders are really reeling right now while the Titans are soaring with Ryan Tannehill. Tannehill is a QB2 in Superflex Leagues. Uh, Tannehill's a fringe quarterback one streamer this weekend, guys. Uh, he's not throwing the ball a ton, but he's been super effective and efficient. And uh, he's, he's got Derrick Henry to hand the ball off to. They're getting themselves in good situations. This is a good offense. It's hard to defend. Derrick Henry is super tough. He wears teams out. Um, so Tannehill, I like him for a couple touchdowns this weekend. Derrick Henry, uh, awesome RB1 right now. He's gonna, is he leading the league in touchdowns? I don't know. He's probably leading the league in like rushing touchdowns. Yeah, I can't get to it. But anyways, I love Derrick Henry. A.J. Brown caught three for 45 last weekend. If you start him in PPR leagues, it's okay. If that's, you know, if that's going to be his bad game, I think I might – 
whip him out there as my wide receiver three. And it's against it's against the Raiders. So if you're interested in A.J. Brown, I think you could have a nice game. Corey Davis, I don't know if I tr- – I really don't trust A.J. Brown or Corey Davis yet, but I trust A.J. Brown's, like, physicality and run after the catch ability. So I might be more inclined to start A.J. over Corey Davis. Um, you're probably going to start the Titans' defense. They've been playing well on this win streak. Uh, Delaney Walker's on IR for the year. So maybe you stream Johnu Smith if you need the help. I think he's an interesting guy. Um, but uh, Tannehill doesn't really throw the ball a lot. So the potential for A.J. Brown and Corey Davis to bust is pretty good. But A.J. Brown, man, he's got he's got such a high ceiling. and He can boom. You know, he can catch four passes for 110 yards and two touchdowns. You know, like that's his – that's not even its ceiling. He can be higher than that. So I love A.J. Brown. Um, if you if you don't have a lot of receiver options, give him a thought. Um, he's probably not on the waiver wire anymore after his big game a couple weeks ago. But um, I don't know. you got some thinking to do if you're, if you're A.J. Brown owner, that's for sure. So then uh, Derek Carr, uh, he's a hardly usable in the quarterback two super flex leagues. We just don't trust the Raiders at all. I trust Josh Jacobs to be a boss as an RB2. I'm going to trust Darren Waller to be a tight end one in PPR leagues. I have Tyrell Williams listed here, but he really hasn't done anything lately for us. So I'm fine if you bench him. Um, I don't know. This game is not going to be super exciting or sexy. Derek Henry's going to get his touches. Ryan Tannehill's going to make a couple plays. And we'll see if Derek Carr can, I don't know. He's been turning the ball over a lot. This offense looks kind of sloppy at times. It's kind of hard to watch. Um, So Titans are going to probably cruise to another win and keep pushing to the playoffs. Uh, Let's see here. We got the Chiefs at the Patriots. Another great uh, game on the slate here. Probably the best afternoon game. If you're a Patrick Mahomes owner, it's hard to bench him. I'm probably going to leave him in there as my QB1. I think you'd be feeling stupid if Mahomes went off against the Patriots. But so just leave him in. LaShawn McCoy, RB2 with uh, Damian and Daryl Williams both out. McCoy's got a safe floor in PPR leagues. He's going to get, you know, 10 to 15 touches for sure. So go ahead and start McCoy. Uh, The last two times the Chiefs have played, uh, Belichick hasn't really been able to stop the running backs catching passes. So McCoy's a really good play here. Tyreek Hill, you're not going to bench Tyreek Hill. Travis Kelsey, even though he's going to get up against Stephon Gilmer, he really hasn't a lot of success. He hasn't had a lot of success against the Patriots, but you really can't bench Travis Kelsey. So uh, the one guy that's really disappointing lately has been Sammy Watkins. He was held without a catch last weekend. So I haven't listened here as a wide receiver three. I'm probably not going to go back to the well with him, but because of the Patriots, how they play their defense. They're going to try to take away Kelsey and they're going to have, well, you know, maybe the McCordy's uh, covering Tyreek Hill, so, which means Sammy Watkins could get the easiest coverage assignment. So uh, that's kind of usually how it goes, isn't it? If uh, the weekend we've been starting Sammy Watkins, you know, all season long and we get to the point where he gets to zero. So we're like, we're benching him. We're done. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if Sammy Watkins ca- caught a touchdown this weekend. So, um, he's still a bit of a gamble. I think I'm going to leave him on my bench, but just know that Belichick likes to take away the best, you know, weapon that you got, which is Kelsey and Hill. So maybe it's a Watkins day. I don't know. Um, probably not going to start the Chiefs defense, uh, but Darwin Thompson and Nicole Hardman, both the rookies, 
I can see Andy Reid dialing up some plays for these rookies that Belichick might not be expecting. Uh, but they're both gambles to play this weekend, so I'm not going to do it, but they might be more interesting in DFS lineups. Um, so I like the Chiefs offense to move the ball and do enough against this Patriots defense. But uh, on the offensive side of the ball, Tom Brady's just a quarterback too. Uh, James White, RB2 PPR leagues with upside. He had a massive game last weekend. Uh, Julian Edelman, wide receiver, one in PPR leagues. Sonny Michel, he's a low-end RB2 flex. You're hoping for a touchdown if, if you start them. Um, I have both defenses listed as maybe because I think this could get into an offensive battle back and forth. Uh, the Patriots offense has not been playing well, but Tom Brady kind of called out his team. And I don't know, I would expect the offense to kind of improve uh, this week. And uh, if the Chiefs kind of set the tone early, maybe we'll see a back and forth game here. But um, as far as toss-ups here, Ben Watson, Nikhil Harry, Philip Dorsett, Mohamed Sanu, I can't trust any of these guys. So um, all the guys listed here above are the ones that I would feel comfortable with and maybe Sony Michelle. But um, I don't know, this one doesn't really have a, a very – clear fantasy lens for me this weekend I'm probably going to be more enjoying it as a fan and uh, just watching this battle here to see if the Chiefs can uh, knock out the Patriots and guys if the Chiefs win and Buffalo takes out if Buffalo can take out the Baltimore Ravens the Patriots and the Bills are tied for the AFC East and they play each other yet so I'm I'm kind of rooting for that that should be a fun dynamic if that happens but Anyways, let's move on here to the Steelers. Cardinals will make it quick. Devin Hodges is barely usable as a QB2 in Superflex Leagues, even though the matchup's great. Uh, I, if I'm going to start a Steeler, I'm starting Benny Snell and James Washington and maybe stream Vance McDonald. That's really it. I'm going to start the defense. Juju's not going to play. Deontay's not going to play. Deontay's going to play, but you can't start him. Uh, James Conner, monitor his reports. We'll see if he's going to play. Let me check to see what he did today. Uh, they don't have any data yet, so we'll check back in tomorrow on that. But I'm going to assume Benny Snell gets the load and uh, start Benny Snell, start James Washington. And if you really need the help at quarterback two, Devlin Hodges could be the guy. Who knows? This defense is really bad. Um, but overall, uh, the offense is limited right now, guys. So it's going to be a lot of Benny Snell and some shots to James Washington. And I don't know, tight end score against this team. So Vance McDonald's entered. He's you can entertain him as your tight end one. So, uh, but this Steelers defense, man, they're going to play, they're going to play great D they're going to try to not turn the ball over and they're going to try to win 17 to 10. You know, that's what they're going to try to do. Uh, Cardinals, Kyler Murray's, he's just a quarterback two for me this weekend. Uh, Kenyon Drake is a low end RB two. He's probably kind of safe in PPR leagues. Christian Kirk's a boom bust wide receiver three flex. We saw the, the Steelers defense take out Cooper cup. Uh, a couple weeks back for zero catches. Um, so maybe the Steelers kind of have this kind of, you know, body type receiver figured out. Um, so I kind of feel risky about Kirk and Larry Fitzgerald. I really don't like this Cardinals offense as a whole. And um, I'd, I'd be nervous about starting any of these players, but Kyler Murray as a quarterback too feels safe. But yeah, I don't think I'm going to, I'm trying to stay away from this game for fantasy. So I think you should too. But Benny Snow, thumbs up. Sunday Night Football, Seahawks at the Rams. Um, Russell Wilson, MVP candidate. You're not going to bench him. So quarterback one, Chris Carson. I see Chris Carson's really low in a lot of people's rankings because Rashad Penny's been playing so good. But Carson, like, dominated the volume again. Um, over 20 carries, a couple catches, touchdown. 
he actually would have had another touchdown, but he like took himself out and called Rashad Penny in for the goal line touchdown. So he could have had two to Penny's one. So um, Carson's an RB1 for me, guys. RB2 listed here, but he's really viewed as an RB1. He he rushed over 100 yards in a touchdown the last time against the Rams. So I'm going to expect this offense to kind of continue to run through the running game. So you're starting Wilson, you're starting Carson, and Tyler Lockett. Uh, one sec. Okay, so I lost my train of thought. There's a car honking, honking whatever its horn for like five minutes. So uh, we'll get back to this here. We were talking about the Seahawks. We like uh, Russell Wilson, Chris Carson, and I kind of like Rashad Penny as an RB2 flex in PPR leagues. Um, he's riding the hot hand. He looked great catching the ball. Two touchdowns last weekend, so there's a good chance uh, him and Carson both score. Uh, I kind of trust Jacob Hollister in PPR leagues as my tight end one. He caught six catches for, I think, 44 yards last weekend, so he seems like a safe option. Um, Tyler Lockett, held, he got a goose egg last weekend. That's not what you want to see, so the chances of that happening again, uh, probably not very great, but I mean, Tyler Lockett got us here. You're going to fire him up as your wide receiver three and hope he can take advantage of this, this defense. I don't know who's going to be on Jalen Ramsey, whether it's sometimes Lockett, sometimes Metcalf, or if they kind of use Josh Gordon and David Moore to kind of take him away. I don't know. So I have Metcalf as a flex, but I'm kind of slightly cautious there. Um, so I'd be more – I think they're going to attack the middle of the field with Hollister and Lockett. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, nobody really else should be started for the Seahawks. Uh, Jared Goff and the Rams got back on track last weekend, so uh, the Seahawks' defense is still not very good. We saw Kirk Cousins have some success last week on Monday Night Football, so Goff's QB1. You're starting Cup. You're starting Robert Woods, of course. You're going to start Gurley as your RB2, uh, maybe with some upside there. And I think Gerald Everett's going to be out this weekend, so I like Tyler Higby as a tight end one streamer. Um if you're a Brandon Cook's owner, I think you got to look elsewhere. Um, it just doesn't seem like he's got the momentum or anything going on with him uh, that you want to have in your lineup. So um, I like the Seahawks here, but the Rams at home, they could be pesky. They got the offense kind of got back on track last weekend, so we'll see what can happen here. Um, but overall, the Seahawks, man, they're playing good Seahawks football, running the ball. And um, I don't know, it should be a good, fun Sunday night football matchup nfc west seahawks are first in the the west and i think they're the overall number one over yeah they beat new orleans so seahawks man no they lost to new orleans so they're the two seed wow okay interesting so uh we'll finish up here with monday night football eli manning has been declared not declared but it's pretty much happening daniel jones is going to be out with a high ankle sprain maybe for the rest of the season monitor those reports but i did pick up eli manning in a couple in a super flex league today um, I don't know if I'm going to start him this weekend, but I don't know. The matchup the rest of the way, it's like Eagles, Redskins, the Eagles again, and then there's just another bad team. It might be like the Jets or something. No, they already played the Jets. Either way, it's four really not so exciting teams. So I kind of like Eli Manning rest of the season for two QB leagues. Uh, we're going to start Saquon Barkley. If Evan Ingram plays, you're going to start Evan Ingram. Uh, then you got Sterling Shepard and Darius Slayton. Both those guys are kind of boom bust wide receiver threes, but against this Eagles offense or Eagles defense, I kind of like both guys. Um, not sure what's up with Golden Tate. He did miss last weekend with a concussion. So monitor those reports. Um, 
it's hard to project this Monday night game because of Evan Ingram and Golden Tate, but um, kind of like Eli Manning is a two is a two QB play. So st- uh, start Barkley, maybe look into Manning if he's available. So um, it's kind of cool. I think we're going to see Eli Manning finish his career um, with four straight starts, not expecting anything crazy, but uh, I'm open to Eli Manning giving us, you know, one or two really good games to send off his career. So um, I'm hoping for the best for him. Uh, Carson Wentz, QB1 against the Giants. You got to deal it up. They just let up four touchdowns to Aaron Rodgers last weekend. Uh, Miles Sanders is an RB2+. plus. Elshon Jeffrey, solid wide receiver, too, probably going to score a touchdown. Uh, but this passing offense continues to go through the tight ends, Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard. I like both guys, like, almost equally the same. And if you're listening, next year, it's the year of the Goddard. Goddard's going to be probably a top five tight end. He's been fantastic. Um, the last like month and a half, two months, you know. Um, and if anything happens to Ertz down the stretch, he's still kind of got that handcuff built into him. So I'm, I'm going to probably be getting Dallas Goddard in every league that I can next year because I just like his game and his role to continue to grow. The receivers there are kind of uninspiring outside of Jeffrey. So um, Nelson Aguilar, he's a, he's a decent wide receiver three flex option, but um, this Eagles offense should be able to do as they please, which means I kind of like the fantasy purposes for the Giants offense. But I don't know. I think that's going to do it for this week 14, first weekend of the fantasy playoffs. Um, so let me just uh, kind of stop my screen share here. Uh, how do I get back to it? Anyways, but I don't know. That's going to that's gonna do it for week 14. You can check us out on uh, fantasyfellowship.com. Check out the YouTube channel. Like, comment, subscribe. Uh, hit me up with questions. You can send me messages, DM. Uh, hit me up with the questions on the Twitter. Whatever you got to do, check out the – I mean, you can check out the waiver wire post to see if, if anyone might still be available that I talked about. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. We did it. I'm super excited for the weekend. We got lots of good football games. And uh, I don't know. Good luck. Thank you for listening. Uh, have a good morning, night, whatever you need. Peace. Peace.